Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. I am worried about it. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. You listen to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport. Back for another week of dribble and yarn with some of the most interesting people in sport in Australia. And this week is no different. We are talking this week to the one and only Panthers Premiership winner, rugby league funny man from back in the day, Triple M rugby league commentator now, Ryan Girdler. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm well, boys. I'm really well. How are you guys? Not too bad. Thank you very much for doing this. All right. Very yeah, much no, pleasure, appreciated. Pleasure. So you've moved up to the Noosa hinterland. And I mean, you'll have us believe that it's because you just, you know, COVID. But I've got it on good authority that you were kicked out of the peninsula for all the f- manly hate you've been seeing. <laughs> Flat track bullies yeah, was, and the uh, like. Have you, uh, right. have you got any? We'd like you to answer to some of the comments you've made about the Seagulls over the years because we certainly get pounded by it. Well, okay. over the, when was Flat well, Track Bullies since, last year? Since about this time last year is when it started to eat. Leak its way into the the population. Yeah, the conversation. The conversation and the blowback for Tom and I as sort of the face of the club <laughs> has been uh, tremendous. Yeah. Trying times for Tom and I. Okay. And we just want. I think we're looking for an apology. Hey, Ed, are you uh, are you a manly fan as well? Yeah, you better believe it, mate. You are okay. Yeah. Are you on the peninsula or are you? Oh, I'm no longer on the peninsula. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I um, um. But just just to give you a sense of how important we are for the club. We are attending the Black Tie Gala Awards dinner on Monday night, yeah. where the guests of honour. Oh, so just, I thought I'd clear that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you'll you'll really enjoy that. It's been a great season for the, uh, for the boys. They'd be on a real high out of that <laughs> going into finals week. Yeah. Um, look, no, no. You know, I I love the area. Um, I lived there for God, almost over twenty years. Um, and a lot of the boys, you know, would come into the stores and had built some really good relationships with them. And yeah, we, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I guess those comments were just based around, you know, me kind of doing my job. And, and you know, you ask Tom, you know, you go in there and you kind of got to say what you think. And I've made a bit of a habit of doing that sometimes. And it's not always in the best interest of my personal life or um, or the business sense. You know, we had there was. Um, there was Facebook movements around, you know, boycotting girdlers stores and so forth. Was there really? So much. Yeah, we got so much pushback on the – we had, like, you know, core senior group meetings about how we're going to handle the fallout and it was <laughs> it was pretty heavy. Yeah, like, <laughs> Did you, know, you really? That's wild. Pretty, yeah, people take their sport pretty seriously. You know, I didn't get waves for a couple of weeks. You know, I was bullied <laughs> in the water. It was a bit nuts. <laughs> but, you know, you got to just, you know, it's part of the job. Yeah, guys. you got so, to. Um, we didn't start any yeah, of those Facebook a, groups. It wasn't that much fun. 
We, yeah. we promised we didn't start any of those movements or try yeah, and get no. you kicked out of the kicked out of the beaches. We were calling you. Yeah, we no. were calling you the the Trojan horse of the peninsula. You come in under the auspices of just trying to give people coffee, and then once we let you in, you just shit all over us. Mm. Yeah, and it, as someone who I looked up a, to uh, greatly, you know, it was it was quite a kick to the teeth. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't it, it it wasn't something that was. Um, I mean, I, I, I remember I was just sort of coming in that morning and I, I worked with Tony Squires on, on the Saturday show there and I was having a – and Tony was talking about how good Manly were and, I, you know, they had a run of, of games against, you know, not so quality opposition and we're about to sort of launch into the into the finals and we were, I think we were one week out or they might have got – they might have won their first semi and had a – I believe they had a bit of a rails run into that prelim final against South Sydney and – um, yeah, I just think over the last couple of years, Manly just haven't um, they they just haven't been able to really compete um, against the better sides. And I, I went through the details of, of why I felt that last year is basically around like their middle and so forth. They just just didn't think they had the intensity and and what was needed to compete against the Melbournes and the Panthers and so forth. And and I guess somehow that sort of got proved right when they came up in the South and they kind of got blown away in that prelim. And that was a game where I was kind of watching you bait a breath. I was thinking, oh, gee, if they win, it's going to be the longest couple of weeks of my life. But, uh, <laughs> when, thankfully, when, thankfully when, they didn't. When you say, like, because when you say something like that and then you see it blow up in the media and not like it was, I mean, it wasn't crazy, but, you know, like you, get, you were getting quoted everywhere, much more so than maybe just a regular week from the Saturday NRL show. Do you take? Are you a bit like, I don't know, wigged out? Or are you like, ah, oh, shit, here we go? Or are you just sort of like, it's it's par for the course. It is what it is. Usually, it's it's kind of par for the course. I mean, you know, essentially, I was off contract at the time too, and you know, that's the it's a funny world in which you know we play and things like that are, are good for the network. They're good for you know um, that show, and they, they bring publicity and. Um, to what we're trying to do, and um, and and also, you know, it's good when it's not fabricated. You know, we don't go looking for headlines, but when they generally, sincerely, just come on the back of you know what your opinion is, which is what we're paid to give. Well, then it even makes more sense. And the fact that it was sort of you know to some degree um, validated at some point just kind of made it all a little bit easier to handle. I'm not a big guy on social media, but there's a lot of uh, interaction around what you know what we do these days and direct to us so you need to be kind of like the players i guess you need to be ready for what comes your way i've got a lot of really good friends in the area that are diehard manly fans and honestly they you know they weren't talking to me for a while they took it really personally they're still talking about it today and every chance they get you know they'll send me a message or they'll try and they they honestly they haven't um they haven't forgiven me for that how considered are you with your opinions when you know there can be this sort of backlash mm-hmm. or never really sure how seriously your comments will be interpreted and you don't always have you know a lot of time to think about it like especially um you know when they're discussion based and it's all live and you know sometimes you spend you know six hours on air and everything you say obviously once it's gone it's gone and we don't have an opportunity like you boys to sit back and go through it and edit it and whatnot you know so you got to, it's exhausting you know so you got to make sure that you you know you're willing to stand by whatever it is that comes out of your mouth during that period. So, um, so you know, you need to make sure that you're really clear-headed because you can get yourself in a fair bit of, of trouble. And I think you just need to be balanced across, you know, all your opinions, opinions regardless of, like Freddie's a good mate of mine at Origin time, you know, and 
a lot of good mates of mine and Fitzy and that are coaches and so forth. So if you're going to have an, if you're going to say something about a coach that you know you don't have a good relationship with, well then you need to be willing to say it against someone that you do have a good relationship with. And I think if you take, I always take sort of that attitude in. And if I find aligned with those beliefs, well then what can you do? You just got to you're paid to give your opinion, so you've just got to lay it out there. You listen to all talk with Hello Sport thanks to Neds. Take your betting to the Neds level and download the fully loaded Neds app today. But always gamble responsibly. Our guest this week is Ryan Girdler. Oh, we will, you know, get a bit of like some more footyish questions or careery sort of questions. But I wanted to touch on like you've always been someone from the moment I first met you, where it was like you don't seem like maybe what what my preconception of like a former NRL player would be and this is no disrespect to any former NRL players listening but you're very well spoken I don't know you just you're intelligent and I'm not trying to <laughs> blanket all of them but <laughs> you're uh you know you've got you, success let me get my wife she'd love, I'd love it to hear that. yeah 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 I'll clip it up for you yeah, yeah I'll clip yeah, it up for you, you and I'll send it through yeah. but you know you've got a right. successful business um, and then now you've fled the peninsula to the to the hinterland, and you've sort of got a bit of a new agey lifestyle. <laughs> to whatever end you're prepared to share with us, what that looks like. I, I agree, mate. Like I've never how do you put it? Like I've always had other interests outside of rugby league. You know, I've I've never been a guy that sort of watched when I was playing. I felt like I needed balance, you know, and I needed to make sure I was still surfing or make sure I wasn't just. 24-7 rugby league and I think some people are up front and they need that and they benefit from that and I actually think that I probably could have watched a little bit more of it now that I'm an analyst I realised how probably important it was to to probably watch uh, I would watch the big games and if I wasn't involved in origin and stuff and, and finals I would watch them um, but and if it was a good Friday night game or the match of the round or whatever I would have a look at it but I didn't really probably understand when I was playing the benefits of, of watching a lot a lot of footy. I, I sort of what because I watch so much of it now. I think oh, gee, I I think I, I actually could have been a better player if I if I would have watched a little bit more of it. But I believed at the time that you know I was watching you going on Monday and Tuesday. You're watching video and you're just surrounded by you know the, the game and and one of the most difficult things I struggled with when during my career was <clears throat> you lose a perspective of what's going on on the outside because essentially you're the topic. So, you know, everyone that you speak to just in day-to-day life want to speak to you about you because you're of interest. It's like, you know, how are you going? How's the team? How's your form? Blah, 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 blah. So you get caught up in at times thinking that, you know, you're really just the only one in existence walking around and you and you really don't know what's going on around you. So I think it's, it was really clear for me that I needed to make sure that I kind of was – I had what the game was in perspective and I did some other things and I communicated with people in the outside world and kept some sort of balance because it is really easy to get caught up in yourself because everyone else is kind of caught up in in what you're doing. People are just in your face talking to you about you, know, you and your career or the game or so forth. So I, I didn't handle that so well. So I, I had times where I didn't, you know, didn't go out and that a lot and I would just sort of you know, internally just keep to myself and, and that was kind of one way I balanced it out at times. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to try and, and keep perspective. So that was one of the things that I, um, I valued. And then when I retired, um, parents had always run small business. So it was kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? I had op- opportunities in the media, but I felt like I needed to, to do something else. I wasn't ready to, you know, 30, 
three to retire from the game. And then even though it was opportunity there, but I just didn't want to suck off the boob and fair the, the rugby league for my whole life. I wanted to go out there and get some more perspective on, you know, time, fight money. You're a kid and you're getting paid shitloads of money, you know. So, you know, what is it like to earn money? How does that feel? You know, the, am I then going to be a little bit more cautious with the way that, you know, I spend money and so forth? Because you get some really bad habits, right? So, for me, that was all important, and, that, and my wife was from from overseas, and I never really settled down uh, when I was playing because I only ever really was good at one thing at a time. I thought, and I needed to sort of focus on what I was doing. So, um, yeah, we met at the you know the end of my career, and she was from overseas, so I was able just to, as soon as I retired, just drop everything I was doing here and go and live in Germany for like you know six months of the year, which was just you know a real eye opener be able to just walk around anonymously, you know, going through and living life just like a, almost like a backpacker in the middle of Munich, you know, it was wild for me. So that was really good. And then uh, when I came back, I, I needed to do something. So that's when I, I bought the cafes and started building the business. And, and yeah, and it wasn't until like 2012 until, um, you know, Triple M came sort of knocking and said, mate, you've been out of the game for a while. Would you be interested in doing some analysis and so forth and and then I, I didn't to be honest I didn't watch a lot of the game when I wasn't playing it because I was um I just needed a bit of a break from it I was, t- I was telling Tommy the other day you know you asked me about games from like 2005 to 2011 and I couldn't tell you too much about that 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 part of the um, NRL era to be honest because you know I was doing other things well you were saying even you were like I came back to the game and I was like Jesus Joey's an immortal yeah I did I, I missed it I missed a lot of those um those moments for those guys that had and and uh, who dominated through that era, obviously Joey and those guys that dominated for all that period of time, you know, I really missed it. So, um, which was great, you know, because it, it made me realize when I came back to uh, the game in 2012, I was ready to, to get involved in it again. I was passionate about it again, because I think some stage or you know, personally speaking, I lost that desire and that passion to be around the game because I just kind of felt like there was more to life. So, at that point, I was ready to come back, and now I've been you know, broadcasting for just on over 10 years, so rolled out. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain, or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.